Hello and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. A monthly look at the latest updates from HubSpot and practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Today, we are coming live from HubSpot's annual get-together in Boston, Inbound 2022. Our head of digital, Matt Wood, is talking to HubSpot consultant Sam Turner, giving you the inside scoop on the hottest topics from the event. Enjoy the episode, and I'll be back at the end with a bit more information. We're here in Boston live right now well this won't be live when it goes out but we're here in boston at inbound 22 um which has been incredible um this is my first in-person um inbound and i'm absolutely loving it being here in boston joining me here also in boston is sam turner previous guest on podspot and uh freelance hubspot consultant um I would say you're probably a certified inbound veteran as well, Sam. You know, the amount of times you've you've been to inbound. How are you? Three inbounds in, yeah. Well, this is obviously the best one. You're very lucky to be here for, for the best one. We've still got uh, Barack Obama's keynote to come tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've been on the podcast before, Sam. So you've, uh, you, you're also a, a PodSpot veteran. Can you remember what you were speaking about last time? Uh, no, I can't, to be honest, but I'm sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> neither can I, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure it was, I'm sure it was insightful. Yeah, I'm, um, sure at the time, I'm sure at the time it was very good and very useful, and hopefully today's will be too. Thanks for having me back. No, it's no problem. I didn't really have another choice, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're currently kind of, we're, we're in the Boston Convention Centre, uh, sat on the floor um, of one of the many corridors um, and you know we're, we're doing a special we're doing an inbound special so we're changing the format a little bit of, of what we normally do with the whole Q&A thing we're actually going to each pick three things that we've found out sort of by being here at HubSpot and like real secret things that you know that maybe you you won't have picked up if you've been sort of following it online or even some people in person might not have picked some of these um, sort of secret learnings up. So we're going to do three each, things we've found, um, some you know, hints, tips, tricks, stories, whatever they may, may be. So, um, yeah, I think, go on then, Sam, you, uh, you can kick it off. What's your first secret learning you found here um, at Impact? So I start us off, okay. Okay, so, so my, my first one is um, HubSpot's direction of travel how it will grow in the next three years and you know what what what's coming down the pipe and i think that's informed by t- two or three different conversations different um different things that we've heard or listened to or, or people that we've talked to since we've been here so the first conversation that I had was with a hubspot partner who was you know making the point that hubspot at the moment seems you know on the up, sort of in in, in perpetuity, they're um, they've grown massively over the last few years. They're continuing their, their rate of growth, but then he, you know, he, in the group that we were in at the time, he asked the question, okay, well, do you know what Salesforce's um, revenue was for the, for the last quarter? And Salesforce's last quarter revenue is almost touching eight billion, whereas HubSpot's is just over four hundred million. So the the scope the scope that's still there for HubSpot to grow to to grab more market share from its largest competitor. To keep on doing basically what they've done over the last 10 plus years there's still so much scope for that to happen so the first thing is you know the, the scale that's to come then if you pair that with um, the talk that brian halligan 
HubSpot chairman, former HubSpot CEO, gave, he dropped some nuggets around what HubSpot wants to do over the next few years and, you know, where they see themselves developing. And the first bit of that was him making the point that they, they don't see themselves as following necessarily the traditional um, model of CRMs. They don't see themselves going out and acquiring people. They see themselves as a crafter rather than a, an acquisition-based company. They want to create new bits of functionality. They want to create new bits, bits of software that will, will add to the current HubSpot experience. Um, he also dropped into that talk the fact that they, you know, they've just restructured their P and L to to feed more money towards R and D. So there's some sort of suggestion there that these these sort of crafted experiences are going to be fairly fairly big and helps us spend enough money on on R and D as it is. So the fact that there's you know there's there's more going towards it sort of shows where they want to go and they, you know how much they want to sort of start to to eat into that market and get towards those those Salesforce levels. So yeah, in terms of sort of secret underlying stuff. Um, it hasn't necessarily been a big, a big inbound about all the new stuff that's you know, ready to go in HubSpot and you know things that we've never seen before. But I think that stuff is clearly in the works and the direction of travel for the next three plus years and then beyond that, it's going to be really interesting to see based on some of the stuff we've heard. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The um, I think the the f- figures of um, you know, two hundred million turnover compared to eight, um, what do you say is eight billion? Um, is absolutely staggering really just how there is that still that, that huge gap in you know between salesforce and hubspot and yeah obviously like you said they'll be looking to close that gap down um you know and i think it was an interesting there's an interesting concept of zigging and zagging i seem to remember um as part of that conversation um where um hubspot has always successfully and the leadership team was always successfully zagged basically at the right time the right moment you know, from being a marketing automation platform first to zagging to be a CRM platform, um, and yeah, and, they, and they've kind of there's been these little zags they've done over the years, and that's what has caused you know caused HubSpot to sort of break out from all the other CRMs really and, and grow and become sort of like the main competitor to Salesforce. So I think there's there's obviously plenty that they can you know I think I, think, I can't remember if it was Darmesh or it was Brian said that. You know, we're only we're only getting started. You only scratch the surface of what we can do, and yeah. So it's it was uh, yeah quite an exciting first day, wasn't it? With uh, with those guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think like I say, it 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 gave the the sort of hints of what's to come, and the hints that, that maybe what's to come is is not the route that Salesforce has gone and Microsoft Dynamics and some of the other big players in the marketplace. It, it gave hints that you know maybe that direction will be different and certainly original and, and made within HubSpot. And um, that I think is you know potentially very exciting. So it'd be good to see where that goes. Yeah, no, definitely. That was a good one. That's a good first one. Um, Thank you. So my first one, though. So my first learning inbound. It was actually from um, a deep dive session that I went to on day one that was run by um, Rory Hope, who is head of SEO content or head of content SEO, one of, one of the other. Um, and he basically ran us through a way that you can start to use social media data to build out organic SEO content strategy and personas and mixing social data and SEO data isn't something I've come across before. It's not something I've heard of or tried, but when he sort of, when he was going through it in this talk, it seemed completely feasible and actually, you know, something that is worth giving a go. And it's, yeah. So basically what you do is 
Um, according to Rory, is you know you do your keyword research as normal for SEO. You know you split you split out your high intent keywords into topic groups like you would. So for example, you know we might have a, a keyword like HubSpot agency that you know that we you know is high intent for us. You know, um, and that might sit in a HubSpot topic group because that's, you know that's sort of the main topic. Um, then what you do is you uh, you do uh, like a competitor analysis, your gap analysis, and you find your main keyword competitors. So for us, it'd be you know, maybe other HubSpot agencies that are also trying to rank for, um, for HubSpot agency. Um, and, you, you know, so you collate these competitors then. Um, but the next thing you do, and this is the, the sort of new bit, is you, you go and collect the Twitter handles for those competitors. Um, so this is where the social bit comes in. So you, you go and collect those Twitter handles. Then he sort of mentioned this piece of software called um, Audience which is spelt, it's not spelt in the traditional way. It's actually, you know, it's a bit, uh, how is it spelt? It's Audi, it's A-U-D-I-E-N-S-E. You know, it's a little bit of a play on audience. Um, but there's this, so there's a software called audience. And what it allows you to do is, it's, it's, bas- it's basically a, a sort of data aggregation type tool. It's, you know, it's, um, it allows you to bulk upload Twitter handles into it. And what this does, it creates an audience report which kind of gives you these sort of main interest group personas really for um, for, com- for those sort of companies that want to rank for those sort of keywords. These are the sort of audiences that are, and they're split into sort of to different categories and interest groups and demographics and everything. And, and it gives you this sort of insight report, which is, is, is really cool. Um, you know, and, you know, within that is um, it gives you a sort of insight into the types of content they have affinity with, what they talk about, engagement levels with the content. And, you know, it, it looked quite nice. We kind of, it was supposed to be a bit of a workshop, this thing, but we didn't really get into it properly. But, yeah, it looked nice when he was demoing it. Um, so the next, what this software does, Audience, is it allows you to um, view what are called influencer entities around your SEO personas. So uh, basically, people who are influencers in your space, in your t- keyword topic space, uh, that are currently talking about, you know, the topics and your keywords and, you know, the themes and content around that. Um, so what you then do is you, you go one step further and you collate these influencer entities um, and you add them into like a social listening tool, right? So you, you then collect all the Twitter handles from these social, um, these influencer entities, uh, add them into like Hootsuite or... Uh, sprout social or whatever social listening tool you know you, you might have um, and then what you do you can actually you know get inside information on the types of content messaging topics that these influencers are talking about which can then inform your content strategy so it you, you start you, it enables you to create a much much more targeted contextual relevant content strategy because you're actually you've got you've you've done it in a data-driven way you and you, you found the exact people who are in your audience so the type of influencers that are in the audience and the content pe- the content they're talking about the content they're posting on social um so you're getting new ideas ideation directly from the horse's mouth pretty much um so yeah I, it's, it's an interesting concept um i didn't know if it was really just a sales pitch for audience as a as a platform because it is it seems to hinge on that as a, I'm not sure there's, there's probably other softwares that do the same thing, but I mean, he gave this, um, this, this software, but yeah, it's an interesting concept, you know, I'm really keen for us to, you know, to, to try it and see, see what we can do with it when we get, when we get back from inbound. So 
yeah, that's that's my first one. I, I wasn't in that talk, but, I, but you you know described it afterwards, and and, and again there, and it, it's, it it seems to me to speak to something that maybe um, businesses in particular have, have sort of tried to do over the last probably within the last three years, and try to combine data from you know SEO, social, influencer um, driven campaigns. Just there was content involved in that too, you know, regardless of the platform that he uses, just the approach of combining the data and the learnings from all of those different areas and putting them to use in a more unified structure um that uh, number one feels like a, a very productive thing to do and number two feels like a very sort of hubspot thing to do you know hubspot tries to combine the different sort of areas and channels and using that approach to something like seo and content and then feeding influencers that 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 makes a lot of sense so yeah it sounds like a great session that i'm, uh, I'm good that i missed it <laughs> yeah. sure you can get it back on you could watch it back on the uh on the on demand stuff um but yeah but that's a good point you know like hubspot you, you know arguably are one of the the you know they're a media company in their own their own right you know and they they do rank for they they dominate um you know a lot of the search traffic around and keywords around digital marketing type keywords and and around crm keywords and you know so they, they're obviously doing something incredibly right and you know if that's uh you know one of their tactics then it's not one you can really you know ignore so my next one then um is um i, I guess a, a bit of reassurance i suppose especially to, to to hubspot users so my next one is the things that you don't like about hubspot hubspot also don't like about hubspot so i would i would say that that's you know good news in general because yeah it, it's, it's, a, it's a software system it's going to have strengths and weaknesses it, you know hubspot users know about several of these things and you know have their own frustrations with it as great a system as it is um but since we've been here talking to hubspot people and being in their presentations i feel like i've heard plenty of um feedback from people within hubspot about things that are sort of known within the user community as maybe not being hubspot's greatest strength and the fact that they're known means two things number one it means that hubspot are listening and um hopefully that means that there will be you know number two fixes coming at some point further down the line so things i've heard are, for example the import tool a bit, clunk, a bit clunky need you to you know move from one area of the screen to the next rapidly you know do, doesn't necessarily provide although the matching of, of properties is nice doesn't necessarily provide the best user experience so, so that was recognized as potentially something that is going to be looked at very, very quickly by the sounds of things um ops hub which was new you know maybe about a year ago the, the syntax between how things work within ops hub you know the fact that it, it sometimes i think to users can feel like a, a, a bag of useful tools that aren't as interlinked as they perhaps should be or you know maybe the, the signposts between how they link aren't obvious enough um that's been mentioned before the fact that you know not, not necessarily every hubspot client has the best onboarding experience they end up you know a useful system at the end of it but perhaps from sort of day one getting processes worked out that that you know it not necessarily at its strongest at the moment that's been mentioned and picked up on by by people within hubspot so they some of the things I would say, you know, a lot of the things that are frustrations for users, things that come up again and again when when working with users, they've been sort of repeated back by HubSpot people, not necessarily prompted. So the fact that you know they're on the radar, um, they're, they're, they're clearly being looked at, and in some cases, like the import tool, it sounds like there's you know things coming down the pipe very quickly to fix some of those frustrations. So you know, did I? Frustrations with the software are, are almost inevitable, particularly the HubSpot size. The fact that HubSpot are starting to fix those is, uh, yeah, good news and a, a, a bit of reassurance. I didn't necessarily think that we'd uh, we'd hear whilst we were here, but uh, but, but positive nonetheless. 
Yeah, it's it's re- no, it is refreshing. You know, we've had a few conversations with with HubSpot people um, while we're here, obviously, and um, they're all op- completely open to feedback. All the pro- all the, the product managers for you know all the different tools in HubSpot are completely open to feedback. They want feedback. You know, they want to know the issues. They want people to tell them. The amount of times. Um, Someone said to me, "Oh yeah, can you, know, can you email me that? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Oh, you're having that issue. Can you send that? Can you fire that over to an email so we can talk about it as a team? You know, um, it's uh, they're all really receptive to wanting to change. It's not, you know, and, and that's probably the great thing why HubSpot's been fairly successful is because they're willing to listen to the wider community and their, their actual user base rather than, um, you know, rather than just sort of." Um, being quite insular with with their software and you know and just and and, and not listening to feedback. So um, yeah, and also I mean if Kyle Jepson, you know, who's the hundred percent inbound has the been the biggest sort of celebrity, um, which you know is a whole other story. If 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 the sort of um, if Kyle Jepson is coming up with issues as well, then they're they're going to jump on it if he's noticing things. Kyle Jepson could be an entry on one of these lists in his own right. Like, I think things we've learned from inbound that, that we maybe we knew already, but certainly it's been confirmed. I think Kyle Jepson is a HubSpot rock star in his own right. He is uh, lucky to have had him on the podcast, but uh, yeah, he's a uh, definitely recognised and, and noted expert in the HubSpot community. And I think yeah, a little bit of it has been he's been getting his views while he's been here. He's, I think the, the community have sort of shown him how much um, stuff that he does and the things that he shares are appreciated. He must have done hundreds of selfies you know over the last few days it's, it's crazy you know and you, you see him quite a bit walking around um the actual arena and everything in the, in the convention center and every time you see him he's he's doing a selfie or he's, he's deep in conversation i've never seen the guy um actually just by himself you know with a bit of downtime you know <laughs> he looks like <laughs> he looks like he's literally uh being uh, you know talked to or having a picture taken with you know all the time but he seems to love it and you know it's again it's it's that sort of hubspot mentality you know they you know they do put their community first and um and yeah and it's it's, it's nice and obviously kyle is sort of an embodiment of that really and uh and the just the queue for his sessions were you know a testament to uh you know how well loved he is because <laughs> they were they were insane the size of the queues uh, definitely his, uh, his definitely yeah. the most popular hubspot are uh, here i would say uh, a, a, yeah. a revelation in terms of uh, yeah hubspot figureheads oh definitely definitely okay so my next secret finding is um something i found out uh, about the future of the hubspot platform so um so, the, so we had the the product spotlight on uh, on day one of Inbound, which was really interesting. Um, and yeah, there's some there's some cool features and tools um, sort of going live or in, in beta testing um, over the next few months. Um, now, um, one of those suggestions or one of those new tools was um, that we heard was that HubSpot are launching um, an AI based recommendation system for. Uh, the automation tool, which uh, I think it's launching as part of the Ops Hub, um, because I think I think it's recommendations around um, uh, like data cleansing um, automation and uh, you know more around operational automation rather than like you know marketing automation or something like that. But the fact that they are um, you know they they're using AI now um, to, uh, a lot more is is which I think it sounds really cool. Um, however, so my secret finding though is actually a little bit more in depth. Now. So I did find out from another source at HubSpot. I'm not going to name that, who that source is in case um, I get them into trouble. Uh, 
yes there's very there's you know you, you are <laughs> we have insider knowledge you know we do we know people and everything at hubspot so you know we can get we can get this sort of information but i'm not going to name the person um so yeah i found out from another source that you know they're going to be using ai and machine learning a lot more across not just the you know the the stuff they've got at the moment around the you know recommendations uh, for automation but they're going to be using it a lot more across the whole platform going forward into the future so you know uh, for example you know they might ai might start to be utilized in the uh, you know in the content tools and in the cms so you know the ai machine learning might give you insights and recommendations on content topics you need to create you know through the seo tool or you know it might give you recommendations for content or pages or you know um you know it might be it, the AI might, AI might be connected to your CRM data. Um, you know, it might suggest uh, data fields you should be building based on the, uh, you know, the types of data you're capturing. Um, might recommend that you send an email, or this is for salespeople, it might recommend that you send an email or have a phone call with a prospect based on you know, their response time or the interactions they've had with other digital assets. You know, it might, you know, it's kind of taking lead scoring to the next level where it's actually saying, you guys need to call um, this person now because of these factors. Um, so it, it feels like HubSpot, and this could be one of the things you were talking about before, Sam, um, about how they, you know, they again they are sort of looking into R and D and you know what they can be doing differently than other platforms. And it feels like HubSpot are going to really uh, going to be leaning into AI, machine learning, a lot more going forward into their tools. Um, and yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, people are always looking for that extra insight. They're always looking. For you know what you know, we have a huge amount of data in front of us, especially with HubSpot and the CRM, uh, and trying to make sense of that data is often you know it's re often really difficult for for teams. Uh, but if you've got an AI that is sort of collating and you know and working in the background to decipher what that data is telling you and giving you insight and recommendations automatically, that's going to be a massive game changer for for a lot of teams, you know, and a lot of businesses. So. Um, yeah, this uh, this whole AI thing, I think is, I could be completely wrong. They might just scrap the idea. <laughs> no, I think I think, <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? The, the, it's already deployed already, isn't it? Within the within the software, to some degree, within within things like chatbots. So the idea that um, you know it's just going to stay there and it'll, it'll never get further, I, I don't think is is particularly viable. The idea that it, you know will will roll out into other areas of software where perhaps users could do with more of a more of a prod, whether it's um, you know, automatically alerting you to activity from prospects or like you said, perhaps content or email or, you know, things that it can it can do for users that it doesn't do at the moment that, that address pain points. And, uh, you know, again, going back to Brian Halligan's talk, that was very much sort of central to it, you know, remembering that they they served the customer and, and wanting to, to help them with their, with their issues. So if they can use AI, which to some extent is already there, to do that then over the next few years and that makes makes perfect sense it'll be exciting to see it yeah yeah definitely and you know what there's a whole load of tools that um you know that will be coming up um, you know i had an interesting conversation with another source at hubspot about some other tools as well and you know around collaboration which is going to be a big thing i think it's this thing around you know there's a big push at inbound this year around um community obviously if you watched any of the sort of spotlight content day one you know about community building connections and everything and um but i think collaboration is another thing collaboration tools within the platform you know we've already see, started to see um you know the ability to comment on assets and, and leave notes in the actual system i think that's going to 
be built out a lot more um, as well going forward. Those sort of tools. But anyway, so that's, that's completely different. I don't want to have. I don't want four. It's three each. So um... <laughs> that was a, that was a secret a secret action a... Nugget, like your uh, like your secret extra source. The, someone yeah. else cool. So yeah, next one for you, Sam. Yeah. Okay. So my last one. So um, so my last one is um, we've all already we all already have RevOps and we need more of it. We just don't know what it is. We don't call it RevOps and we don't label it like that within our business. So, so the background to this is, is HubSpot talk about um, RevOps. They've got a RevOps department internally that we, we were at, um, uh, you know, really good talk earlier from, from two of the uh, VPs that work within the RevOps department within HubSpot. And they've talked about it um, to partner agencies as well over the, over the last few years. The, the, the issue, I think, slightly has been that very few businesses, I think, outside of HubSpot refer to um, RevOps with the label RevOps, so they have it, and they, you know, it happens within the company. They just don't put a label on it that says RevOps. Um, I'll give you the HubSpot definition that we got this morning. So, you know, according to HubSpot, RevOps is the ops is RevOps is the operating system to power delightful customer experiences. So that sort of makes sense. It's the it's the, it's the stuff that underpins customer success, customer happiness. You know, things that work for for the customer. My definition of RevOps, if I was to rewrite that, I would, I, I would say that in most businesses, businesses would consider RevOps to be the processes that make the business work. I think, you know, RevOps is everything within the business that sort of, you know, has a defined way of running that makes the business run smoothly. And, you know, it ultimately is the business in a lot of ways you know, driven by the people, but the processes allow scalability and um, the people to deliver better for clients, which, you know, ties back to the, to the HubSpot description, you know, power, delightful customer experiences. Perhaps just not every business thinks of it in, in, in quite that way when they, when they think about internal ops procedures and things like that. So... The, the the way to sort of think about this and the, the reason why I say, you know, we, we all already have RevOps and we need more of it is, you know, every business could improve the thing that I've just said there. You know, every business could improve how their processes run and how their business works. There's, there's no business that sort of looks at themselves and thinks, okay, everything's running perfectly smoothly. There's no optimization that we could do. There's no, you know, people process system that we could change to make things run better to allow us to scale more. It, 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 every, everything that I've just mentioned within any business can be can be sort of further optimized and, and made better, whether it's systems, automations, people, whatever it is that, that makes sense to, to improve and, and iterate and get better at. HubSpot provide for a lot of businesses that have HubSpot. HubSpot provides a structure for that. You know, it provides a home. It provides the automation platform to to automate things that can be automated. It provides pipelines for salespeople to start using and then improve as they as they sort of learn what 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 that what that individual business needs. And that is where a lot of my work sits with HubSpot at the moment. So a lot a lot of my work is to do with operating models, processes, structures within businesses. How we can slowly improve those. How you can um, you know map them out properly. Start to you know, add things into um, either people's workflows or HubSpot's automated workflows to, to, to improve those sorts of things. So HubSpot has talked about RevOps for a few years. I think, you know, maybe the sort of the, the term catches on more widely. Even if it doesn't, I think, you know, it's worthwhile for us and, you know, other HubSpot users and, you know, it, it, people who are looking at the system to think more about HubSpot as a process management system almost, you know, a system to, to underpin what they do as a business and to, to help them to grow. Whether RevOps catches on or not, I think we'll probably see more of that over the next, you know, three, five, ten years. I think we'll see more of HubSpot, you know, pushing themselves into the ops space. Um, they've, you know, they've now got ops hub. There's now, you know, more clients where HubSpot is owned by 
the ops department rather than, you know, historically it would be owned by marketing or, or, or sales. I think ops are coming much more into their own and, and taking ownership of HubSpot. So that will increase HubSpot as, a, as an operating system for companies rather than a marketing system or a sales system. So, yeah, my, my takeaway, you know, from, from some of what we've seen and, and, and perhaps some of the work I've done over the past year or so is, yeah, RevOps is here and we need more of it. We just might not call it that, depending on what your business is and, and how you look at it and, and, and how you use HubSpot. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I agree. And it's um, it's interesting what we were saying before. It's like you, you'll never get, you know, you're never going to get a business that's going to come and say, we need help with our RevOps, you know, or we need RevOps services. You know, it's just not a, you know, it's not a thing that businesses think about. At the moment. You know, and there is, I think, you know, operations as a, uh, you know, as a concept and as a department, as a business function, as, you know, it's, it's been, it's a, it's a vital part of any business. It's been around for years and years and years. But I think what, um, I think what um, RevOps does and the concept of RevOps and the, you know, and like you said, Sam, the, the operations hub being launched, everything like that, it, it, it puts more of a spotlight on, on the operations team and, it, and it's enabling the operations team to, to do, just well, just like the sales hub enable salespeople to, to sell in a better way, in a more streamlined way. The ops hub and rev ops as a concept is shining a light on the ops teams and giving them the tools they need to to run operations in a in a better way, in a more automated way, in a you know in a more streamlined way. Um, so yeah, I think I think they're just you know it's bringing. I think uh, when we watched the the rev ops talk earlier on, um, it was all uh, you know I remember them saying it's about oh, we're shining a light on the ops team. And bringing that, I mean, helping them get to the table, bringing them to the sort of, the, you know, to the table with the, the rest of the C-suite, um, and yeah, I think that's kind of what RevOps is all about. Yeah, if if, if I mean, I'm sure HubSpot are going to continue to talk about it, and if they continue to talk about it, that's going to be picked up by more businesses as a reason to to get the software. And if if more businesses focus on that sort of area of HubSpot, you know, working on process and, and ops behind the scenes, then, you know, that is going to help them to grow. So positive outcomes for everybody. So like I say, we've already, we already, we already all have it. We just don't call it that. And I think we're going to see more of it either called RevOps or HubSpot pushing to ops departments, COOs buying HubSpot rather than um, um, CMOs and, uh, and, and sales officers. I think that's, that's only going to be on the increase. Yeah, definitely. Great. Okay. So, my final secret finding then um so although i'm not really sure how widespread this you know this bit of knowledge is um i seem to think maybe you know it is probably wide more widespread than secret but anyway it came off the um the back of a talk from um you know the hubspot chairman ex ceo brian, uh, brian halligan um who is actually a really good storyteller, you know, he's, it was good, he's good to listen to. We, me and Sam were both saying, actually, it's, uh, it was a bit of a shame that he didn't do a keynote, really, this year, because uh, he's quite a charismatic guy, and, you know, it would have been you know, great to hear him talking a bit more, a bit, a bit longer than he actually did, um, you know, in that one talk. Anyway, um, he, in his talk, he mentioned um, this concept of the business field trip, right? So it's not something I've heard before, um, of doing, but it actually, it makes so much sense. And, you know, I'm not surprised more businesses don't actually do this, right? So I thought it was really cool. So basically every year since HubSpot was founded, I think it's once a year, it could be more. Anyway, once a year, they go on this sort of field trip where they, their senior management, you know, um, of, of HubSpot, they, they set up meetings with CEOs and leadership teams or other 
successful business, big business, enterprise level businesses, you know, from all over the place with the whole idea of learning new ways of doing business, finding out new processes, you know, just hearing, you know, other inspirational leaders talk about their own businesses and, and how they, you know, and how they run them and, you know, and how they get got to where they are at the moment. Um, and I think it was just a, it was a nice story that kind of it all stemmed from a field trip that Brian went on when, when he was at uh, MIT, um, where they went over to San Francisco um, and the, you know, he met Steve Jobs and uh, Mark Benioff of Salesforce. And, um, and, you know, this was the catalyst for what is now the HubSpot field trips. Um, obviously, when Brian told the story, it was, you know, a lot more charismatic and in-depth. And it was actually really good to... It was a really nice anecdote, actually, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just like this. I, I like the concept of, you know, the, of the business field trip. I think it's a really good idea. And it's, it's an initiative, really. I think, um, I think more businesses are probably doing it now. Um, but it's, it's not widespread at all. And I think, you know, and it, it, I think it's something that, you know, businesses should be implementing. It's, it's, it's an initiative that should, should be pushed from the top of, of most businesses. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a brilliant way to learn and, um, you know, and, f- and find out how other people are doing it, you know, rather than, you can, you can get that a lot of times, you know, in a business, you often, you know, you, you're in your own bubble. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't always know if there's a better way of doing things. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to, to find out what, how other people are doing it, you know, the sort of stuff you can pick up from those sort of meetings would be, would be incredible. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was a really good idea. Um, yeah. I think it, it it's a great way of addressing the the, the the unknown unknowns issue, which you know again shows some some sort of very critical insight from HubSpot leadership team. But the, the idea that you you know the, the, the stuff that you you don't know you don't know, and the only way that you're going to figure out the stuff that you don't know that you don't know is to just to go and get new experiences and learn from the people that have done it, and you know educate yourselves. And the, the the point that that stops is the point where you probably stop growing and stop developing, and you know stop the sort of growth curve that HubSpot have been on. So the idea that it still goes on now within HubSpot that you know they're still trying to learn things from from peers and colleagues and you know other businesses that that, that might know the stuff that the HubSpot don't know is is great, and certainly smaller businesses you know not quite of HubSpot stature and 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 and, and offering. If they can find partners that are willing to, you know, take them in and willing to, to to show them and things about their business, things that they've learned, things that they've addressed over the years, um, and vice versa, you know, make it a sort of mutually beneficial and compatible relationship, then that, that's that's only going to have positives for everybody involved, isn't it? And yeah, like you say, it was a it was a, a good story, well illustrated, and yeah, shows how uh, they think outside the box when it comes to to, to finding growth ideas and ways to to keep developing and keep learning. Hundred percent, yeah, definitely. Great. Well. That's our six secret findings from Inbound 2022. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we could have probably come up with more. Um, but, you know, we can't give away all the secrets, can we? So. We, need, we need to go and develop some more secret HubSpot sources <laughs> so that we can, uh, we can you know, do, a, do another six uh, between now and next year. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what, so overall thoughts on Inbound then this year, Sam? Because you, you've been through a few. What, you know, how does it compare to, to the others that you've been? It's changed. I mean, it's good that, uh, you know, HubSpot haven't stood still with it and the, the, the group that run inbound haven't. Um, the, you know, the floor structure downstairs in the main room has changed. The, the structure of the talks has changed. The, the deep dives, uh, you know, 90 minutes where, you know, you, the intention was, I think, for most of them, you had a laptop out and you did some practical work on the 
on the portal. It, you know, it, it, it's good to see. Um, you know that, that, that things have changed and that you know they're, they're trying to develop the event as a as a, a as a bit more of a you know something that is, is different each year. I think it probably you know needs to continue to do that. There's some things that you know still been slightly frustrating. You know, tough to get a coffee in the afternoon if you're downstairs. Tough to get into the food truck. Creep. Food and drink. Food and drink basically needs to carry on improving and changing. Um, but yeah, the sessions, um, I certainly can't complain about the ones that we've been in. And, and as always, um, one of the main bits of value here is, is, is the people that you meet and bump into the, the secret sources and not so secret sources, the, the, you know, the fellow partners, the people that work for Spot, but you know, the people that in, in many cases we haven't seen for a few years because of the pandemic. Um, that sort of stuff has been incredibly valuable again and, and, and worth the admission fee alone. So yeah, great so far. We've got um, the keynote by Barack Obama tomorrow, and uh, yeah, see what security is like for that. But yeah, hopefully a nice way to, to close the event. How it reflections yourself, your first in-person inbound. So yeah, I mean Boston has been absolutely incredible. Really, really nice city. I've had a great time here. You know, uh, we've done all the uh, uh, went to a baseball game. We uh, we went and did the Freedom Trail. We went to see Harvard, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been absolutely amazing to uh, you know, spend a week out here in Boston. Um, inbound, uh, my first inbound experience has been incredible. Um, there's been, well, first of all, it's, it's completely massive and overwhelming to a certain extent. There's, uh, there's a lot going on all over the place, but, you know, so that was a bit daunting at first, but, you know, when you get used to it and start getting to some of the talks and, uh, you know, start sort of talking and networking with people, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. It's been so interesting and it's been great to, to hear from uh, some of the sort of higher up people in HubSpot, like Brian Halligan, and uh, it's been great to hear from like Darmesh and Yamini. And, uh, you know, there's been some standout uh, deep dive sessions that we've been to as well, especially, you know, I think Kyle Jepson's inbound session and, uh, you know, a few of the others as well. And yeah, it's just been a really nice experience coming here and, uh, and you just, you know, really uh, opening up to learning new things and, uh, and, and, and talking to people within the ecosystem and uh yeah overall it's been a really good experience and you never know maybe i'll be able to come again uh, in the future so fingers crossed yeah well that's all from us at inbound um yeah thank you sam for being uh, a, a brilliant guest once again and accompanying me out here in uh, in inbound return return in 2023 and just thank you to everybody that's uh, listened to uh, this pod spot and all the other pod spots as well. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast, this week with our head of digital, Matt Wood, and HubSpot consultant, Sam Turner, live from Inbound 2022. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and colleagues and tag us on socials and leave us a review. It all really helps. If this has been the first episode you've listened to, there's 38 other episodes for you to get into on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.